Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everybody. Josh Wiggler here. And before we get into Attack of the Clones, I want to tell you a quick word about our friends over at Geico. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Yeah, that's right. We've got a long time to go in that galaxy far, far away because Post Show Recaps is all in on Star Wars. That's right, Star Wars, he said. Josh Wiggler here, talking to you about Episode 2, Attack of the Clones, another prequel. We're still in the prequel trenches. A little later than than we said, sorry about that. Sometimes life uh, finds a way to ruin your plans uh, and... Unfortunately, I don't have access to the cloning facility on Camino, so I'm not able to make multiple Wigglers, though that would be terrifying. What I do have, in addition to uh, a particular set of skills that may or may not make me a nightmare for some people, is an incredible co-host who is about to fly through the open sky highways of Coruscant with me, uh, about to embark on a gladiatorial battle against all these droids and Django Fett and old man dark saber where he doesn't have a dark saber. This is Count Dooku. Uh, I don't have Count Dooku with me. I've got Jessica Lee's much better than Count Dooku. Jess. Josh Wiggler, you've grown. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, Implications are weird. I mean, grown more beautiful. I mean, I mean, for a podcaster, I mean. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Attack of the Clones. Jess is here to, to walk through it with me. We just have so many people who want to talk about Star Wars that I'm feeling like every podcast, it might be me and like a shifting bounty hunter from across the post show recaps galaxy. I mean, Jess. is there really anything wrong with that? I feel like we're opening None. the gates to everybody that has opinions and thoughts and feelings about this very important franchise we're doing good work here it's a good thing 
We're doing better work probably than uh, certain people were doing during the making of the Star Wars prequels, in our fields at mm. least. Uh, that may be an overblown self-appraisal that would be fitting comfortably alongside the overblown <laughs> self-appraisals that were probably happening during the make- making of the prequels. Look, it comes with the territory. Overblown self-appraisal mm-hmm. is just kind of like part and parcel of the entertainment industry. Jess, what's going on? Uh, Jess, you are talking to me as you have just finished taking the stand opposite Rob Sesternino. I gotta be honest, Josh. Watching the entirety of the CBS All Access version of The Stand really makes Attack of the Clones seem like a much more attractive thing to watch. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, We were supposed to record this last week. As I said, life got in the way for both of us. Uh, a very hilarious technical difficulty that completely derailed our ability to do a podcast last week. Um, but when we were talking in the run up to this, Jess, I think that was when you were saying it says a lot. These are not, this is not verbatim, but you said something like it says a lot that the best thing I watched last week was Attack of the Club. It's true. And honestly, the first conversation we had, I kind of slid into your DMs and I said, Josh, I just want to make myself available. Uh, you should know that. When it seems like I know a lot about Star Wars, that's not just me putting up a very good front. I, it's, it's not, a, not faint. a faint. And I would be available anytime you need someone to talk Star Wars, figuring you've got the schedule in stone for quite a while. And you're like, hey, okay, let's talk about Attack of the Clones next week. And I'm like, oh, crap, I should have saved this for later. Now I have to rewatch Attack of the Clones. But I got to yeah. be honest, I was prepared to hate it. It's not as bad as I remember it. I kind of liked it. I had yes. a lot of fun. Yes. Yes. I have to be very clear about where I'm coming from heading into this podcast. I know I've already done a little bit of a pot <laughs> shots, pot shots at these prequels. But a couple weeks ago, I watched Attack of the Clones live in the Post Show Recaps patron discord. And I know you know the song and the routine by now patreon.com slash recaps where you can join us to gamble in fictional casinos or play Dungeons and Dragons or just talk about podcasts and Star Wars and nonsense. Uh, but I was watching this in the Discord with the great Brendan Fitzpatrick, who has a very special place in his heart for Attack of the Clones because of um, where he was in his life when he saw this, who he saw it with. Like, this is, this is his Phantom Menace, basically. Uh, to like apply it to like how I felt about the Phantom Menace that that is one that I just like I can't ignore my nostalgic feelings I know the movie is trash but I love it and I don't really care um, watching it with Brendan and like watching it with somebody who like really cared about the movie maybe that made a difference or maybe it was just that I was in a good mood I don't know but I I recognize again I don't think this is a very good movie but I kind of had fun I had fun watching Attack of the Clones and I think that this is the worst of the prequels and yet I had a pretty good time watching it so maybe the prequels are still just kind of fun to watch yeah and you know it holds together better than I thought it did I started out like I'm taking notes and I'm like trying you know I'm trying to find like the snarky sarcastic things to say about each scene and then I kind of fell away over time it's like oh yeah I'm into this plot I see where it's going and there's some really clever yeah, I just called Attack of the Clones clever. Come at me. There's a couple mm-hmm. of really clever moments of foreshadowing here that the payoff is really big. And it's like, oh, somebody that does know how to tell a story had their hands on this at some point. Yeah. 
Um, you know, it's not perfect. There's a lot in here that's not good. I really, uh, I don't have any, I don't think I have anything positive to say about the Anakin and Padme stuff. I'm pretty sure I've got not a single positive thing to say yeah, about agreed. it. Yeah, agreed. Um, but look at you and McGregor having so much fun, you know? Uh, look at, ha- look at that guy having a great time. He's just having so much fun. And look at Christopher Lee hanging out in my Star Wars movie. And look at all these different Jedi in the arena. And look at that really fun, basically, car chase through Coruscant. I, I, look at that guy, that, that big old guy running the diner. I like that yeah, guy. Yeah, you know who else is having as much fun as Ewan McGregor? The visual effects guys. Like, they yes. are brand new to the CGI. They got all these cool technical toys to play with, and they bring them all. It is really... Yeah. It's a visual feast for sure. And sometimes the things that you are eating are not very good for you. And sometimes, you know, they are straight up trash, but you can tell they are just. They're just like they got their hands in the toy box. and They're trying everything. All right. Well, let's stick our hands in the toy box. Let's talk through Attack of the Clones. I'm going to recap the movie. We'll have one more Attack of the Clones podcast. After this, I think that you can count on about two podcasts a month for the next little while as an adjustment that we have to make. I haven't said this yet on the Star Wars podcast. I've said this on many other podcasts that I appear on. Uh, I've got a new job. I'm very excited about this. It'll be the TV and movies editor of Inverse.com. It's going to be really, really fun. Lots of great content on the way. But I have to get my feet on the ground at the job. And as a result, Podcast stuff is adjusting for the next little while, just as I'm making sure that I've got the right balance with everything. This is for the health of the podcast. Long term just means maybe a few, a few less podcasts, fewer podcasts. Let's clean that up. Fewer podcasts. Let's see editing. Fewer podcasts than you typically get. (laughs) Fewer. Uh, So just two on Attack of the Clones and two next month on Clone Wars exact topics to be determined. And then we'll be at Revenge of the Sith. We'll see if we're back to three or if we're still at two. Um, Jess, let's hop into this movie. Okay. Uh, I've got notes from the great Ben Kenobi behind the curtain, Ben Martell, who tells me, and I missed this, Jess. Did you watch this on Disney I did. Plus? Apparently, there's a tobacco yep. warning at the yep. start because of them, them yep. death sticks. And you know those death sticks, they will, they will ruin your life. They will. Stay away. Stay away from those death sticks. Uh, the film begins with the opening crawl, Jess. I shall do it in my most Clone Warsy voice that I possess. Here it goes. There is unrest in the Galactic Senate. Several thousand solar systems have declared their intentions to leave the Republic. This separatist movement under the leadership of the mysterious Count Dooku has made it difficult for the limited number of Jedi Knights to maintain peace and order in the galaxy. Senator Amidala, the former queen of Naboo, is returning to the Galactic Senate to vote on the critical issue of forming an army of the Republic to assist the overwhelmed Jedi. That was, was that? beautiful. You sounded kind of right? like Dr. Evil there. Like whenever you say Count <laughs> Dooku, were... you sound like Dr. Evil. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the other one where I felt like I I myself felt like I was slipping into Dr. Evil was returning to the Galactic <laughs> Senate to vote on the critical issue. That yeah, felt very Dr. Very Dr. Evil. Evil. Yes. <laughs> anyway, so that's the premise, huh? And so we begin with the very memorable scene 
of Senator Amidala landing on Coruscant with uh, her new buddy, Captain Typho. No Captain Panaka anymore, which makes me sad. Um, and the ship exploding. But it's not actually Padme. It's uh, one of the decoys. Um, Jess, don't think I have any real strong memories of this scene. Uh, if we were to power rank like first scenes in a Star Wars movie, episodic Star Wars movie, Skywalker Saga Star Wars movie, this be close to last place? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's been a it's been a minute since I have revisited this movie, and this is certainly the movie that I have seen the fewest number of times. Yeah. In fact, I may have only ever seen this in the theater and then never again. The one, the time. one time. So, but I yeah. this is not the first scene that I remember from this. Like I kind of remember yeah. it kicking off with um Obi-Wan and Anakin in the elevator being like, "Hey, remember the time we did the thing in the place?" And that just annoyed me and maybe this didn't annoy me, so maybe that's why I don't remember it. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think. I'm just like quickly running through in my head all of the opening scenes, and I think I don't really remember the uh, the uh, rise of Skywalker opening all too well. Other than it was like bright flashing lights and lasers and action and fury mm-hmm. and yes, and so maybe that would be a contender. Uh, but this is just kind of forgettable. It's just like the fake explosion uh, doesn't really have have much uh memorability but padme even though she's just the senator now she's still i guess like if you were a former queen of naboo jess you're still hooked up with all the decoys you still have just like a decoy uh entourage. Yeah, i imagine their secret service is pretty robust but josh can we stop down here and talk for a minute about the governmental system on naboo yeah of course we talk always. about the fact that the people on this planet don't have a problem democratically electing an adolescent girl as their queen and having her serve several mm-hmm. terms and then electing that same 18-year-old girl to the Galactic Senate. It's it's a very weird governmental system, Josh. And I think this is yeah. some retconning that's happened here. And I think it's because they realized real quick that if Amidala is the queen, she has to stay on her planet and be the queen and rule it. And so they had to find right. some other way. Like, we got to get her off the planet, um, and it's got to be pretty permanent. So let's just have her stop being queen, because that's inconvenient to deal with. Yeah. Probably a bunch of things that happened in that first one where they're like, ah, maybe if we had zigged. Yeah, maybe if um, we hadn't made the kid 10. Should we have zigged? I know we zagged there. Were we supposed to zig? We supposed to zig, dude. I think you may have yeah. wanted to zig there. Uh, Josh Ziegler. <laughs> um, all right. And so then we go to the Chancellor Palpatine chamber. He's hanging out with the Jedi. This was a big take of mine throughout this movie, Jess, is that the Jedi Council, oh, they're, they're terrible. Idiots. They're so dumb. And this this movie makes Yoda look really bad, in my opinion. Like, Palpatine is so <laughs> sus. It is so clear that Palpatine is imposter. You do not have to see him vent. That dude is the killer. He's killing people. And Yoda's supposed to be Yoda and Yoda's supposed to know. But instead, like, they sit through all these meetings with Palpatine being like, oh, no, we should probably think about, uh, you know, uh, emergency powers would be a great idea. And Yoda and Mace Windu are like, I don't know, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) Sure. Let's go with that. That works. Yeah. And the thing that 
immediately without even going into like how we're going to get into, of course, how Hitlery this whole thing is. But we need yes. to talk about what an abject moron Mace Windu is in this scene because it's <laughs> like, oh, someone just tried to assassinate Padme under some really sus circumstances. And it seems like it might be somebody that has some like Jedi ties. Can't possibly be that guy who's leading people to secede, who has political reasons to mess with Padme, who was once a Jedi because Jedi would never kill anybody. And it, it just doesn't matter that he quit. I mean, he, he self evicts right. from our monastic order because he didn't like how we run things. But, you know, he's a Jedi and Jedi don't kill people, except he's not a Jedi anymore. Yeah. Padme's like, I'm pretty sure it was Dooku. And everyone's like, no. No, he's like, you know, I, we don't, I mean, I, I disagree with him politically, yeah. uh, but he would never do something can't like just, that. Can we just all me? come together with unity? Like, there's very fine people yeah. on both sides. Listen, Mace Windu, be very careful about reaching across the aisle. We see what happens to your hand in the next movie. Yeah. Uh, Boy, you gotta keep that Jedi close. in their hands. It's like a whole thing. Yeah, frankly, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of hand stuff with Count Dooku as well. Yeah. You know, he's going to cut off Anakin's arm here. Then he's going to lose both of his own hands, I believe, before he gets his head chopped off, too. Count Dooku has a pretty gnarly death scene, if I recall. Yeah, I mean, honestly, if I'm a Jedi, I'm going to, like, just go ahead and preemptively get the robot hands. Yeah, I think that's an interesting idea. Um, just, like, undergo the voluntary surgery and get the robot yeah, hands. Yeah, like, you're at risk of getting them severed. Like, do it under anesthesia so you don't have to feel the pain. This is a really good idea, I think. I think if I lived in the Star Wars universe, I think I would go for robot limbs voluntarily. I guess I'd have to save the uh, galactic credits for it. Uh, so this is, you know, assuming I have access or my... Uh, my, I, I don't know who I'm working for, my, uh, my galactic I really healthcare feel like if you're gonna be, gonna be a Jedi... It. The Jedi probably have a pretty good, they have pretty good bennies. So you mm -hmm. probably have a good health plan. Old Benny yeah. Kenobis. You got a, got a good HMOE-Wan uh, Kenobi. So Obi-Wan and Anakin Skywalker. This uh, is the worst. Are, they're, they're on a new assignment. Obi-Wan is in full Jedi night mode and Anakin is like deep into the Padawan trenches. He's getting close to Jedi knighthood himself relatively anyway. And they've got this new assignment where they are going to protect Padme because she's been uh, targeted. And Anakin's like, ah, jeez, Obi-Wan, I'm so nervous. Ah, And Obi-Wan's like, what's the problem? It's, you know, it's just Padme. And it's like, you don't get it. I was like nine years old and I thought she was so cute. And she's just not even going to remember me. And meanwhile, little does Anakin know that Padme, 18-year-old Padme is going to be like, oh, you, that little nine-year-old boy. Yep. Mm -hmm. Puberty yep. was kind to you. This works. Yes. Yeah, you I'm did just, great. You just did gonna great. Just going to throw this out here, Josh. If the Jedi were allowed to get laid, you would not get this situation of a guy that's obsessed with a girl he met when he was 10. Like, this is brought yeah. to you by my um, special interest group, LetTheJediHaveSex.com. I think I think that's right. I think that the Jedi should be allowed yeah. to do it. Jedi should one hundred percent. And also, I mean, this has been this has been a hill I've been willing to die on for nearly twenty years at this point. Midichlorians, they're a thing in your DNA, right? They're in your blood, they're cells, they're presumably have there's some genetic tie to them. So yeah. if what you want is people who are force sensitive who have high levels of midichlorians, 
why are you making every single person with high levels of midichlorians not pass on their genetics? Yeah, yeah. You guys should be doing it for a yes. lot of reasons. Like, do it with other Jedi. Like, do it with non-Jedi. Just, like, get it on a lot just more. Just do it. It's like yeah, Nike. Just do it. Just do it. Uh, well, whether or not it's frowned upon, Anakin's going to end up doing yep. it. Uh, so so he's like, oh, Padme, oh, my God. She's like, oh, you sweet little boy. And he's like, don't call me that. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, Obi-Wan and Anakin, Hayden Christensen in the house. Upgrade or downgrade from Jake Lloyd? It's hard because I think, like you have spoken about in your previous Phantom Menace podcast, Jake Lloyd was trying very hard. Like, he is the only one in the entire movie that's acting, and that kind of makes him look like he's overacting, which he probably really isn't. And also, that poor guy, it's it's been a rough ride for him. I have a hard time comparing Hayden Christensen favorably to Jake Lloyd, but also, he's he's got the lack of acting thing down pat. Yeah, he's ready. He's ready to go. Furthermore, on nobody can be attractive with that rat tail. <laughs> I gotta imagine we could test that mm-hmm. theory. Uh, go ahead and test it all you want. This is an impenetrable shield between attractiveness <laughs> and non-attractiveness. Is this part of the Jedi Council's abstinence program? That might be it. It's like, well, we'll just make people have a really unattractive hairstyle, and now while we're beating all the urges out of them. They will um, mm-hmm. they will not be tempted because nobody will want to get near them with that rat tail. Yeah. Uh, so also Jar Jar is here. Uh, Jar Jar, who will have a, a limited screen time, but critical, critical screen time in this film. Jar Jar is going to be a very important piece of this. He's very happy to see it's a it's a family reunion. Just getting all the, the whole gang is back together. There's so much nostalgia. Yeah, in this they got room. the band back together, and it's mm-hmm. but it's weird because it really seems to me like the more interesting movie would have been whatever happened between the end of Phantom Menace and the beginning of Now, because they really, I don't think anybody that wrote this had any idea of any of it. Like they just don't they don't interrogate it at all. It's like. You know, it could have just ended like Phantom Menace could have ended yesterday for all they care about what happened between the two movies. And that's, I think, one of the more unsuccessful things that happens here is because these are not characters that have grown or changed at all, despite the fact that they tell each other they've grown and changed. Right. Uh, they really haven't. Yeah. Huh? Um, they're all basically the same as where we left them. Just Anakin's yeah, taller. He's taller and he's got a longer rat tail. But, you know, they have that horrible conversation. It's like the worst dialogue of any movie I can think of. And this did not hold up. The rest of it is better than I remember. But this part where they're like standing in the elevator, like, yes, what about that time we did that thing? And you don't get any sense that these two people know each other at all. Yeah, I think that the relationship between Obi-Wan and Anakin is not very good, especially considering where they are going to go for the next uh, several films. Um, and their relationship in the mythology. And again, and I've said this on a few of the podcasts, I know like the Clone Wars contingent, like the people who've watched the show, they're like, Clone Wars does a lot of work in making Anakin a better character and also the relationship between these two characters. Still think it's unfortunate that that's what you have to lean on for the films. It would be nice if this stuff existed better in the movies. There's a couple moments. I don't want to like completely short sell it. 
Um, you know, I think that like the Coruscant chase scene that we're going to get into here pretty soon is actually, uh, there's some fun Anakin and Obi-Wan There is some stuff. fun Anakin and Obi-Wan stuff. And we get, we, as we get deeper into it, we see the connection between the two of them. They have a couple adventures together, but it's also really hard to suss out that relationship when they spend most of the movie not in the same place, having two different adventures. So there's also that. Right. Um, I think it is, it is worth talking a little bit about. Do you remember what the rumors were around what this was going to be like at the time that these movies were coming out? No. There was a lot of talk that this was going to be a very different movie. This was going to be like an Arthurian love triangle where, and I think this was before we knew about child Anakin, but the, the thought was, and I think maybe it was just because it was low hanging fruit. People were thinking, oh, well, it's obviously like Obi-Wan has some, some affection for the woman that eventually becomes Mrs. Anakin and the two of them become like romantic rivals. And this is what pushes Anakin to the dark side. And I, I want to know, Josh, do you think that would be a more interesting movie with more depth of character? Mm, no, I don't think so. But I, but I think that, uh, because like it's a it's that's it's like tropey, yeah, it's right? a little tropey, and it's and it's not that it's not that tropey is automatically like throw that out. I just think it has to be handled with a deft yeah. hand. <laughs> it uh, certainly wouldn't be handled hands, by these hands. No, we would want to like surgically yes. replace yes. hands <laughs> and replace them with yes. robot hands. Uh, so yeah, because I feel like I feel um, like maybe AI technology has moved far enough that they could write a better Star Wars script. Sometimes, maybe it's possible. It's possible. Um, I think it's interesting to a degree. Um, I think the thing that is sorely missing is some more connective tissue between the Anakin and or Obi-Wan between, stories. Whether or not that's yeah, or it, Or between I don't Obi-Wan know. and anybody, because he really... Yeah, yeah. I think you get a little sense of what he and Qui-Gon are like together, but other than that, he seems to have no relationships with anybody. None. Not really much of one. Um, and that's all right, you know? It, it is what it is. He's got the beard. And ultimately, that is, uh, that what, that's what matters most. Uh, Anakin is sad. Uh, Padme doesn't remember him really, or like doesn't think about him the way that he thinks. I think about her every day, Jar Jar. <laughs> uh, and anyway, so that's what's going on there. Meanwhile, uh, we've got our assassin, uh, Zam <laughs> Wessel. Uh, I was like, well, I tried, tried to kill. Uh, tried to kill the lady. It was a different lady. Mm-hmm. Can can I ha- can I try again? So they're gonna uh, they're gonna give her another assignment, uh, another another attempt on Padme's try a different life. thing this time. Use a different weapon. Yes. Um. So Obi Wan and Anakin are on guard duty. They are officially Padme's bodyguards. Um. Obi Wan and a- Anakin are having some conversations about uh about how anakin doesn't sleep very well anymore because he he dreams about his mom he's having dreams about his mother being in danger so this is like a tell that anakin's really hooked in that that m count is high because we're talking about the mom Mm -hmm. count um he is in uh he's in, in distress thinking about uh his his mom being in danger so that's gonna pay off of course a little while yeah. from now. Um, and um, also, Obi-Wan wants Anakin yeah, to keep also that in put check, that, though. Put a pin in that, because 
we're going to we're going to revisit this because there's a point where the show forgets its own like the movie forgets its own mythology. We're going to so put a pin in that we're going to get to it. We'll get there. We will get there. Um they're talking and doing a lot of talking. Uh so much talking that they miss the fact that there is a drone cutting a <laughs> hole through the glass window in Padme's bedroom. Uh to like put uh, it's it's Zam Wessel and like her little like centipede assassin stuff. You would think that there should be some kind of alarm system rigged onto your windows. Especially mm-hmm. if you have big windows and you're rich and you need security. Yes. Uh, but you would also beyond that think that Anakin and Obi-Wan would take their jobs as, uh, as security detail so seriously that they would be paying closer attention to what's going on here. But instead, uh, they're just like gossiping. They're like, so Anakin, who do you <laughs> like? And they're also talking, they're having like boring conversations about their tiresome politics as well. Like, Obi-Wan, you really tell us how you feel again about politicians. We didn't catch it the first 25 times. You got a beard and you hate politicians. Uh, Got it. And that's about it. That's about it. The centipedes are infiltrating. Um, I'm going to not talk about pop culture centipedes for too much longer. Not talk about Wrath of Khan? No. While they're having their issues... Uh, the assassination attempt is on. They finally like, oh, that's right. We're here for a reason. We're sensing some things are going down. They go into the room. They see the drone. They see things are going to happen. Obi-Wan Kenobi just hurls himself through a window to grab onto the drone. Jess, there are no streets in Coruscant. Mm-hmm. What if he hadn't landed on the drone? Um, I don't know. Can Can Jedi fly? Could he have, like, used his lightsaber to do Jedi stuff? Yeah. I don't maybe. know. Maybe. Can you, like, helicopter with a with the Jedi yeah, go, lightsaber? Yeah, go-go gadget copter. You just press the button and it just starts yeah. going... Yeah. Very brave, Jess. It's a very brave move. he knows move. that he's um, not... That nothing's going to happen to him. He senses it in the Force. Like, he knows that the Force is with him. I have plot armor, Anakin. Well, that's the um, thing, Josh. This is hard to inject suspense into the scene if you have seen the other movies. It, it's a prequel. And I think the challenge with prequels is always to inject suspense in there. You know that Obi-Wan's not going to fall to the non-street and die because you know Correct. when he dies and it's a long time from now. Right. A long time yes, to go. Yes, a long time to go. Obi-Wan dies. Um, that being said... I really like this. I like the, I like the pacing of it. I like the action of it. I kind of love the idea of Coruscant having all of these like hovercrafts that are basically treated just like cars. It's- uh, like a Star Wars car chase here. And I know that's not totally new because we did pod racing last time. I don't know. It's got like a uh, fast and furious Coruscant drift it's vibes. It's like a cross between Blade Runner and Bullet and Back to the Future Part 2. Like, all just kind of mashed yeah. together. It goes on way too long, much like the pod racing scene. But I agree, this is really fun, and the the effects are really great. And you really do, like, I can imagine, like, seeing this on the big screen, you could get dizzy watching it. Yeah. Uh, this would be the kind of thing that uh, might make you a little motion sick if you have sensitivity in that yep. range. Uh, 
we get to the nightclub. This is the death stick scene. Someone's trying to sling uh, death sticks at Obi-Wan. Apparently, this character's name is Elon Sleazebag. The best name a character ever gets in Star Wars. Elon Sleaze Bagano, who is a death stick slinger. Um, pretty awesome name. Yep. Absolutely. And they, they talk him out yeah. of going down the bad path. And then apparently uh-huh. he just goes and invests <laughs> in Bitcoin. Yeah. Obi-Wan says, don't do that. He's like, ah, I'm not going to do it. You should go home and rethink your life. I think I'm going to go home and rethink my life. Uh, Might have to have a yeah. name change. Because uh, so, it'd be really hard yeah. to go into legitimate business when your name's Elon Sleaze Bagano. Yeah, what should he change it to? Elon Good Guy Bagano? Yeah, Elon, Elon Good Guy hyphen Bagano. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. So Elon's going to quit the Death Sticks habit, and that was worth the warning from yeah. Disney. Does this look like um, a terrible bar to hang out, Josh? Uh, you know, I think it doesn't look great, but I'm also... Even certainly in in our current times, you're not going to catch me in a bar this like bar this. This bar looks socially distanced, Josh. Like there's like almost nobody in it. It looks like the beginning. It's like the bar pre bar rescue. Like <laughs> Obi John yes. Taffer uh, is someone who I desperately want to see on uh, in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, maybe uh, Sam Wessel's like I picked the wrong bar. I can't believe I picked. The the cantina rescue cantina. What a mistake. Because uh, Zam Wessel can't really blend in too well. For a changeling, uh, Zam Wessel's really bad at blending into stuff. Yes. Obi-Wan uh, corners her. Can, can we talk uh, about the fact that Obi-Wan keeps misgendering Zam Wessel? And I couldn't tell mm-hmm. if this was just because Obi-Wan is not hip to like respecting people's pronouns. Or if because Zam Wessel is a changeling, it kind of threw him off. I don't know. Um, I think uh, for his sins, Qui-Gon was the one who like kind of thought, you know, outside of the strict uh, veneer of the Jedi Council. I don't know if Obi-Wan is, is open-minded. I think Obi-Wan's uh, too in the tied same to way. patriarchy at this point. Like, I think it's How possible. dare you assume that the, that the yeah. bounty hunter is a, is a man? Yeah. Here's my other issue is, so uh, Jango Fett Kills Zam yep. Wessel, right? Like, Jango Fett toxic darts Zam Wessel yep. to death. So Jango Fett is on Coruscant, and Jango Fett has hired Zam Wessel to kill Padme twice. Zam Wessel fails twice. Jango Fett is, like, managing editor of this assassination <laughs> attempt. So you taking notes like, from him? Yeah, Jango Fett, maybe write the article yourself at this point. You know, Jango Fett... Probably just go and do yeah, the too thing. many revisions. Uh, if you came all the way, you came all the way to Coruscant from Camino. You may as well just you know write the mm-hmm. article, uh, pull off the mission on your own. So this kind of yeah, me. it it is a little bit annoying, especially since like he knows how to do that and he's good at it. That's sort of his thing. Yeah. So yeah, it, you know, you got your boots on the ground. I mean, there's no ground on Coruscant, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, so everyone's like, all right, well, let's regroup after that. Cause that was a lot. Um, Obi-Wan's got like the dart. That is sort of his clue. And one of the things that I love about attack of the clones, unironically is, uh, like detective Kenobi. I think yeah, it's cool. I like, idea. I like the unpacking of the mystery of it all. Um, although Daniel yes. Fett really sloppy work. Yes. Big time. Um, but I think that the idea 
of uh, of Ben Kenobi yeah. on the beat. You know, it's kind of fun. Kind of, uh, yeah. There's kind of a noir feel to it. Exactly. Yeah, I think it's like a little bit subversive. As like, it's one of the most original ideas the prequels mm-hmm. have come up with so yeah. far. Uh, and I think it actually it fits nicely into like the uh, like a new hope when you see Obi Wan Kenobi like sneaking around the Death Star and stuff. Like it's kind of leaning into that to a degree, except like giving it even more of this noir beat to it. I really like it. I think it's a great idea. So he's going to track down the bounty hunter. Meanwhile, Anakin is going to be on full full court press with Padme security detail. Uh, and uh, everyone thinks, yeah, Anakin should be the one who Let's does send that. you off alone with the woman you've been obsessed with since you were 10 and you're not allowed to have sex with her. So I'm pretty sure you're not actually going to try. What could go wrong? This is Palpatine's idea, right? Palpatine's like, oh, send Anakin. Send Anakin. That would be good. have we ever been shown that Palpatine and Anakin have any kind of relationship? There's like one scene that suggests he's sort of coaching him behind the scenes, but you don't get the roots of that. You don't know, like, has he been in touch with them? Like, do they send emails? Are they, you know, on Facebook together? Yeah, I think they slack. Uh, The extent of the relationship, as far as we have it in canon, in the films at least, Uh, you know, beyond the films, I don't know. Um, but the, uh, the scene in the Phantom Menace versus we'll watch your career with yeah. great interest, you know? So like Palpatine's got eyes on Anakin right now anyway, has access to knowing that Anakin is a super big deal within the Jedi order, sees Anakin possibly as a key to the future and certainly all of his plans. So he keeps like loading Anakin up with all of this false bravado. He keeps saying, well, you're the most gifted Jedi ever. You could probably be cooler than Yoda someday. And Anakin's like, really? I don't know. Hmm. You know, that sounds fun. Uh, that, you know, that looks, that sounds like a great idea to me. Um, so Palpatine is definitely like molding the situation yeah. already. Palpatine continues his MVP streak through the prequel. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's politically, he's very savvy and we, we kind of appreciate that. And meanwhile, you, yeah. on the other end of the spectrum, we have, um, Padme is abdicating her Senate seat to Jar Jar because Jar Jar is in the House of Representatives and she's given him a promotion. Yeah. And nobody yeah. voted Obi-Wan. for him. Literally nobody voted for this. Yeah. None. No, 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 no. It's a nightmare. Yeah. It's a nightmare. And also, um, I want to point out in this scene, before we go to the diner, we got to talk about uh, Padme's handmaid. Yes. Uh, the Rose yes. Byrne handmaid. It's yes. kind of amazing. I think I was expecting to see more sort of like Kira Knightley type actors before they were really famous but this is like the only one we get yeah uh it is very odd seeing rose Byrne as one of padme's uh handmaidens for some reason to me it's even stranger than kira knightley and i think a piece of that is because like with kira knightley they're never they want you to not know if it's her mm-hmm. or natalie portman you know they're leaning into the fact that they're you know veritable doppelgangers um, here with, with Rose Byrne, like she gets her own dialogue and stuff and she's in scenes with Natalie Portman. And to me, every time they're in a scene together, I think it's a digital <laughs> shirt. Yeah. You know, like I think it feels like parody. It doesn't feel right. It feels like post bride, bridesmaids, Rose Byrne on SNL being superimposed into Star yeah, Wars. Yeah. It, it is really, it, it is quite jarring. And also Rose Byrne doesn't rise to the looking enough like Kira Knight looking enough like natalie portman that you would you could yes. cast rose Byrne opposite either one of those actresses and you would know which one is which 
Yes. So, and, and also, Rose Byrne in this movie has to be pretty young. She's got to be like 21 and she still looks 30. Like she's always looked 30. She's going to look 30 when she's 60. Yeah. Um, Anakin has been assigned to Padme and he gets like one final lecture from Obi-Wan and he starts to just like, uh, really let it all out in front of Padme. Uh, he goes, Obi-Wan stinks. I'm ready for the trials. <laughs> Obi-Wan is overly critical. <laughs> he never listens. It's not fair. And Padme's like, I gotta be honest, Anakin. I thought you were kind of hot, but you're acting like a little bit of a yeah, B-word. This is not a good look, Anakin. Uh, this is not great. Uh, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta calm down. I've got great notes from the Ben behind the curtain. Uh, this is what he, how he describes what happens next. Anakin glowers lustfully at Padme. Uh, I like that. Uh, uh, Padme tells him to stop it. It makes her uncomfortable. You're not the only one, Padme, says the Ben <laughs> behind the curtain. Yeah, it, there's just this through line of, please stop hitting on me, you gross rat-tailed little twerp. And it just, <laughs> like, it... And there, you never see the turning point. You just see, please stop hitting on me. Please stop hitting on me. All right. Yeah, it feels like the kind of thing at a certain point where, like, Padme throws back a couple of, like, spiked blue milks. And is like, ah, screw it. All right, let's go. <laughs> uh, but it just feels deeply unearned. Um, Anakin and Padme are going to leave. There's the uh, bye, Roseburn. See you later. Uh, Anakin says, don't worry. We've got our two. We're going to be totally fine. Meanwhile, Obi-Wan, Detective Kenobi, is going to go hang out with Dexter Jetster. <laughs> it is great a great name. name. Great guy. Yeah. He, he just, he seems great, like. Great guy. Are you kidding me? Incredible guy. He seems like he'd be so fun. He'd be, be a good hang. Yeah. Uh, people who know, is there is there any Dex in the Clone Wars? Do we see more Dexter Jexter? If not, and even if so... Can we get uh, a Disney Plus Dexter Jetster spinoff? I would love to see the Dexter introduction uh, recut with Dexter Jetster scenes. Did they make with the Dexter theme Did they song? make a Lego of Dexter Jetster? Gotta imagine. I, I feel like I, I would buy any form of action figure of him. He's great, and also people never eat in Star Wars. Have you noticed this? This is like people going to the bathroom on Star Trek. You never get to see any place like sometimes there's a bar and people are having drinks. And of course, you got the blue milk and you got whatever the hell it was that Yoda was eating. That's it. And so it's weird. Like you don't even think of people in this, these movies as eating. So they go to a diner. It's pretty great. Yeah. Liquid yeah. diet. I think it's the liquid diet. Uh, so Obi-Wan and Dexter hug it out. Old friends. Dex is like, oh, this thing is from Camino. Uh, and. Uh, it's like, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's not in the analysis archives. Some, some sort of, uh, someone's uh, obviously fudging the numbers in the background, but like, you got to go to Camino. It's beyond the outer rim. It's kind of uh, hard to find, but the people on Camino, really tiny heads, very long necks, really, really, really great at cloning. Uh, this is interesting for like, uh, fry cook, Dexter, Jetster, small business owner. Very interesting for him to know and Obi-Wan not to know. Yeah, it's it's weird that he's sort of just hiding out in plain sight. He's like this oracle in the diner. Yeah. 
Uh, like, what was his past life that well, he knew he, all of this stuff? I'm sure that I'm sure that there's an actual oh, answer. Yeah. And to this that. is why we want the prequel series. We want to know, like, what his underworld connections were and how did he get out of that life? How did he rehabilitate yeah. and become an honest, upstanding business owner, yet still remain these with these tentative ties to the underworld? Yeah, I want like a The Wire-esque uh, yes. series with Dexter in uh, he's like Cuddy. He's got like a gym. He's teaching people how to box, uh, work your stuff out. I think that'd be fun. Yeah. I like that. And can I just say, uh, we're going to meet the Caminos or Caminoans in a second. And there's a problem because there's two different Q-tip races. Because there's one of the Jedi is a different kind of Q-tip alien. Mm-hmm. And I hate this yeah. because I feel like just like make him one of those guys. It's confusing. Right. Yeah, it's a little make strange. him look like something else. Make um, guys on Camino look like something else. It could be the thing. Um, that would be a thing to do. Obi Wan goes to the library because that's a thing that you should do more often, folks. You go to the the library, the archives. He hangs out with Jocasta New. I just recently watched an episode of Clone Wars where she oh, was cool. In it. She comes back. Yeah, yeah. She got knocked out by a changeling. I'm pretty sure it was a different changeling, but she got like knocked unconscious by a changeling and then the changeling shapeshifted into her and Ahsoka Tana was like, you're not Jocasta New. And then she like fights the changeling Jocasta New. So it's like old lady badass, but it's not actually her in the it, scene. It's really fun when old people kick ass, put a pin in that too. We're going to get back to that. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, we'll get there too. Um, all right. So Anakin and Padme, they're drinking, they're on the refugee ship. Uh, I think they're like, hey, Anakin, don't you seem a little young for okay, this? Okay, here we go. Anakin says to Padme, you're the same as you were in my dreams, and I dream about you mm-hmm. all the time. Wait a minute, he was bitching 10 minutes ago about how he only ever dreams about his mom, and he never gets to dream about Padme. Which one is it? Yeah, paging Darth Freud. Yeah. gross. Yeah, not good. Uh, so that's a little uncomfortable. Jedi, they are not supposed to love. Meanwhile, I believe in the continuity of all of this because of some events that happen in Clone Wars. I think that as a Jedi Knight, Obi-Wan has a a relationship with someone from Mandalore, if I'm not mistaken. I feel like Obi-Wan would be a little bit easier to deal with if he just gets some from now on. So I I support this. I fully support it. And also, I, I don't like the I don't like the little loophole that Jedi aren't supposed to love, but they could get it on. Yeah. And then I, I really uh, don't like Anakin's justification that my whole life is about love. Really hate that. That's gross. Yeah. No, it ain't good. It ain't great. Um, all right. So meanwhile, we see Yoda teaching the younglings. And uh, we know, I guess, spoilers for the Mandalorian season <laughs> two. Did you not finish the Mandalorian? Are you not caught up through season two? Well, we're going to talk about something that is revealed in The Mandalorian Season 2 in the next 10 seconds. And I don't know how long we'll be on it. Could be a minute, could be less. Uh, but just skip ahead, just in case. Mandalorian Season 2 spoilers. We know that Grogu, mm-hmm. Jess, is here in the Jedi Temple somewhere because he's going to survive the purge. The, uh, he'll, sur- he'll survive the purge. Maybe he's not here quite yet. I like to believe he's in this scene. I like to believe that Grogu is here training with the other younglings and we just can't see him because he's so small. I would love to believe that too, Josh, but the way that Grogu behaves 
says to me he is not emotionally ready to train with these other younglings. He is not emotionally mm. six years old yet. Yeah, he's barely four years old emotionally at the events of the Mandalorian, which are many years from now. I feel like Grogu's yeah. probably in the Jedi nursery, like drinking a Jedi bottle. Yeah, he's he's in yeah, daycare. He's, he's in Jedi daycare. Jedi daycare. Uh, I think you're probably right. It's just what I like to think. I think it'd be funny if he was in here yeah. with all the little younglings. But they're showing us the younglings now, Jess, because they want us to like know what the younglings are. We can so have that our hearts one crushed. movie from yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. god. And also they bring yeah. so much to the table because they are able, you know, a six year old is able to figure out why this planet isn't on the map where Obi Wan could not. So that's yeah. like even more value that we lose eventually. Yes. Uh so Yoda is like trying to like teach that he's he's both Yoda's multitasking. Jess. Yoda's Yoda's good he's at everything. Like, he is, except for detecting that uh, Emperor Palpatine is clearly the bad that, guy. There's that, but you know. And I feel like that you don't need even the Force. Like you just need to have a decent judge of character. This dude's the bad guy. Yeah, I mean, you, and also you send Obi Wan in this convoluted thing to unpack this huge mystery that does not end up reflecting well on the Jedi. And yet Obi-Wan still can't figure that out either. No. Um, so he's like, oh, you don't know where Kamino is. Oh, well, uh, here's here's a lesson for both the younglings and for Master Obi-Wan. Uh, one of the younglings is like, oh, maybe someone erased it from no the archives. Way. And Yoda's like, what do you think about that, Obi-Wan? Did you ever think about how to use a computer? You could re restore it from the last tape back up <laughs> and see if it's in there then. And Obi-Wan's like, oh my god, they deleted it from the... I am such an idiot. Uh, so uh, they know that only a Jedi could have erased the files, but who would have done it and why? I don't know. Maybe you should have listened to Padme when she said, I think that this exiled Jedi tried to kill oh. me. Like, maybe things are oh, adding wow, up. Look, look at the timestamp on this. This thing got deleted from the database right before Count Dooku pieced out and left the Jedi Order. I don't know, two and two together? Yeah, it's tough. Hard for me to figure mm. out. Um, so Obi-Wan's trying to figure out what to do. He's going to go to Kamino next. Next, we go to Naboo. Naboo. Uh, and, and here on Naboo, uh, we find out Padme, she wasn't even the youngest queen ever elected. Why are they voting for children? I hate it. Yeah, strange. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It is an odd tradition for sure. Uh, you know, uh, listen, I'm all for like, the youth are the future, but that is pretty young. Probably too young. Yeah, um, Not okay. Pad Padme was like, I got elected too young. I kind of just wanted to live my life. But then the next queen asked me if I could be the senator. It's like, ah, all right. So they, they don't, they vote I'll for the queen, it. but they don't vote for the senator. I guess, I guess. That's weird. Uh, I suppose, I, su I suppose that's right. Um, meanwhile, they go to a meeting with the queen and look who hasn't retired yet is this old fart C.O. Yeah. Bibble. C.O. Bibble's still just in the room like, yeah, I don't have anywhere else to go. I mean. He's like, yeah, the com we've lost all communications. And Padme's like, C.O. Bibble, are you okay? You said that like eight years ago. Can you say anything else? Uh, the communications. Like, uh, maybe we should retire this you guy. You know, I, I don't feel like anybody came out of Phantom Menace being like, Hey, I wonder what happened to Seal Bibble. Uh huh. Yeah, we could have said see yeah, you later. See you later. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, he was on the Bibble, but they decided to keep him. Yeah. I, uh, I almost got canceled. <laughs> oh, God. Very that's, proud of the jokes. I'm wonderful. Feeling, feeling very uh, good. Yeah, about I, it. I, yeah, that's early contender. I got. I'm pretty loaded up with CO Bibble material. God. <laughs> yeah. Wait. Yeah. Bibble back. CO, what you yeah. do next? Kids. <laughs> Kids love Bibbles. Uh, Bibbles so, and bits. Yeah. Bibbles and bits. Uh, so Bibbles like, hey, uh, CO Bibbles like, oh, what? How are you going to keep Padme safe? What are you going to do? And Padme's like. I don't want you to put my security on a Padawan. He's just a Padawan. Anakin's like, I'm not just a Padawan. Be nice to me. You've known me forever. You've known me since I was nine. Yeah that's, what I'm, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I was your babysitter. You're a kid. Like, let me be the adult here. He's like, mm-hmm. But my... Uh, meanwhile, on Kamino, uh, Obi-Wan shows up, and as soon as he steps in, Tan Wee is here. Tan Wee, as you described, uh, like a Q-tip looking character, is like, oh, hey, we're so excited to have you here. And everyone's like, really? I didn't announce myself. They're like, yeah, we kind of figured you'd be Yeah, here. we've been expecting you. Come uh, on in. We got this thing. Yeah, we can't we wait to show you. We thought you'd be psyched to come and pick up your, your thing clones. thing you ordered. And everyone's, like, everyone's like, huh? Uh, and she's like, uh, yeah, go tell Obi, uh, Obi-Wan, go tell Sifo Diaz that his order will be, uh, ready pretty soon. Uh, and Obi-Wan is surprised because Sifo Diaz, uh, died a decade ago. So how is it possible that Sifo Diaz placed this order? Uh, one. And then two, Obi-Wan takes a minute to be like, man, Sifo Diaz is a really cool name. It's a shame that we applied that just to a character who died off screen. We should have done more Sifo Diaz. Well, you stuff. know, maybe he'll show up in the Dexter Jetster series. There's always yeah. hope. You know, all of these people, you know, there's a deep, rich canon that people that are not George Lucas have invented. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I, I wonder, like, did Sifo Diaz do this himself or was it like Dooku using Sifo Diaz's credentials? Like maybe they forgot to close out his account when he died. He's like, huh, I got Sifo Diaz's credit card. I'm just going to load up some stuff. Yeah. Yoink. Yoink. Uh, yeah, he does like, uh, he dicky green leaves Sifo Diaz. That's a talented Mr. Yep. Ripley. Oh, I, I'm here for it. Yeah, for anyone who yeah. didn't know. Uh, so everyone's like, interesting. Um, well, I, it so happens that I knew Sifo Diaz and, uh, I should be definitely checking out what Sifo Diaz ordered. So Obi-Wan yeah, leaning I can't wait to see, yeah, the thing that we definitely ordered together. And I'm here to pick it up on his behalf. Want to see it. Yeah. Show me the thing. Meanwhile, uh, on vacay, hmm. uh, because to protect Padme, Padme and Anakin have gone into hiding. At Lake Como. Else. At Lake Como, elsewhere on Naboo. Yeah, George Clooney across the, I mean, it's the way, waving Lake Como. from his house. <laughs> yeah. It is. It is. It's, yes. act- it's actual Lake Como, but it is the Lake Como yeah, of Lake Naboo. Yeah, Lake Como. <laughs> They're there. And uh, Padme is, uh, uh, you know, remembering old times. They used to go and lie in the sand and... Uh, have a great time. It, this is this is yeah, the moment. It's the moment, and it's worse than I remember it. Uh, this is the moment. Tonight is the night. As Anakin says, "Well, I don't like sand. 
It's coarse and rough and irritating. It gets everywhere. <sighs> and Not like you, Padme. You're so smooth. And you, I'll get everywhere with you. Yeah. Padme's like, please stop hitting on me. And Anakin's like, oh, that was not smooth. You are coarse and, and rough and irritating. Stop trying to get everywhere. And she's like, but oddly, I'm into it. And so they make out for like a minute. Not even. There's a quick make out. A quick MO sesh I mean, that Padme is like, I shouldn't have done that. Vacation's that gotta was be so boring. She's like, well, I guess yes. I'll give it a try. We've, we've seen every DVD in the vacation house. Really bored here. Let's let's give it a shot. Um, I have to say this. I don't like sand line. It's such a goddamn yes. non sequitur. It makes the line even worse than it already is. Like he's not responding to anything that she's saying. He's not interested in anything she's saying. He's just been sitting on this sand line for like 20 minutes while she tells this story. And he's like zoned out of the story a long time ago. And he's just waiting. Can't wait to drop my line in about sand is really going to work. It shouldn't have worked. He should have, yeah. you know, he should have gotten yeeted into the sun at this point. I love that. Yeeted into yes. the sun. Um, back on Camino, everyone's like, wow, look at all these clones. Dex was right. Hey. Uh, cause we got all these clones that are modeled after Django Fett. All right. And Josh, this is another, like, I should have watched, I should have rewatched this movie at least once in the past 20 years before you had me rewatch it because that would have made season two of The Mandalorian make a lot more sense. Did you not remember uh, the I mean, Django Fett he connection? he says who he is. I didn't realize it was the same actor until I see him here. And I thought that was great. Right. I'm, I, it's such a great payoff. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, they're using the same guy. Yeah, I love least. that it's the uh, same guy. Um, Tim Morrison is back in the, in, back in the house. Much, much uh, younger here and not as Sarlacc scarred yeah. as he is as Boba Fett it's, and Mando. That's very exciting. And I'm... Um, a thing that I also liked, like speaking of payoff, there is a conversation that Obi-Wan has with Dexter about what is the difference between droids and clones and why would it be advantageous to have clones? And they talk about well, what if what you know, if droids could think, that's how you get a clone and and you get the payoff in the scene. It's like, oh, yeah. these are the clones that we ordered because droids are not gonna be as good at this. And I, I think yeah. that's really cool. And I, I liked that little moment where, oh, this conversation actually made sense later on that doesn't happen a lot in this franchise i have to say i remember um you know watching this movie for the first time and you know this was I, i've talked about how this is the movie where i was watching it in theaters and i was turning on star wars but one thing that happened while i was watching the camino scenes that i remember fairly vividly is being like it's really cool to finally get like to put the clones in Clone Wars. Mm -hmm. You know, like that was something that they talked about in the original trilogy and like to get to see some of this stuff even then if like the rest of the movie wasn't feeling totally adequate to me. It was it was it was neat. It was neat to see uh to see clones for the yeah, first time. Yeah, and it was and the scale of it is pretty great. Um it's yes. it's fun yes. to just like zoom out and see all these clones and I also I feel like it's got some real like, you've seen Mythic Quest, right, Josh? Of course. Raven's yes. Banquet. It's got some real Blood Ocean energy to it, where it's like, like George Lucas walks <laughs> yeah. in, he's like, Clone Wars. What is that? Make that yeah. a thing. Yeah. And they've spent, like, they spend, like, 20 years trying to figure out what the Clone Wars are, and this is what the Clone Wars are, and it's it's really spectacular, and it's 
it's really fun that you kind of realize, oh, yeah, the Jedi really did order this. This wasn't like credit card fraud. This is something they actually want. And it's really ethically icky. And then you see Obi-Wan kind of grappling with that already. Yeah. Um, Jess on Naboo, uh, we have a, 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 we have a shock jumping moment. Uh, there's, there is this animal called a shock. It's a taper with a huge ass. Anakin, uh, rides and falls off of, but just does it to troll Padme to be like, aren't I cute? And she's like, honestly, yeah, unfortunately you are. Yeah, that's a, you know, it's one of the most disappointing things. Uh, yeah, it kind of actually is. But I also, yeah. I love the payoff of this scene later on too, because it's like every time there's a big gross animal, Anakin's going to try to ride it. Yes, he kind of yeah, loves He's this. like Charles Darwin in the Galapagos. That's a big animal. I'm going to see if I can ride it. You know what? I wish that we got to see in one of the original trilogy movies, Darth Vader riding a giant yes. animal. That would have been great. Like, yeah. put him on top of uh, Bantha. Yeah. Uh, I just Googled Darth Vader dinosaur. <laughs> what? Why? Are you uh, eight? I had this memory. <laughs> I, had th- I had this... Me- <laughs> I had this memory of uh, an image of Darth Vader riding a dinosaur, but I think it may have been Chewbacca no, was the I one that I was one. thinking of. Oh, uh, no, yeah. wait. This is not a dinosaur. This is... Darth Vader riding Charizard. That's different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the Chewbacca thing I was thinking of, there's Chewbacca on a oh, squirrel no, fighting Nazis. No, I think I found, I found Darth Vader on a Velociraptor. Or maybe that's a T-Rex. That's cool. Uh, yeah, I see him on yeah, a T-Rex. This is pretty great. I also see a Velociraptor dressed yeah, up as Darth Vader. that's pretty badass. God, that's I'm cool. so excited yeah. that I have a son because this is going to be my life in about three or four years. Listen, when uh, we're all able to hang out again, let me know. I'm a very good uncle, whether like legit uncle or like family friend uncle. I will nerd out with yeah, you guys. You, super you do hard. give off a little bit of an avuncular air there, Josh. I'm I'm deeply prepared for this. Uh, big summer camp counselor energy that yeah. I'm bringing to the table. It's going to be a great time. I need to um, see that thing with so- Chewbacca and the squirrels, though. <laughs> Just Google Chewbacca uh, oh, dinosaur and it'll show up. But Chewbacca you could also squirrel Nazis. Yeah, it's popular. This that is, one's wow, popular. This is extraordinarily well executed. Yeah, would you like to describe it for I mean, people, you or is it simple it enough well. to say it's Chewbacca on a squirrel it's fighting Chewbacca Nazis? Chewbacca on a very large squirrel. Can you imagine that? Yeah, with that's a crossbow, he's fighting Nazis. It's great. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's basically. What it is. Uh, back on Camino, Obi-Wan meets Jango Fett. And it's really uh, a scene. First, he meets Boba Fett, baby Boba. Uh, baby Boba's there. Dad, someone's here to see you. <laughs> can we talk about how um, the Q-tip guys think it's weird that Jango Fett wanted his own clone? If they're already cloning? Yeah, he wanted his, like, he wanted his own clone to be his little baby boy. What's weird about that? Like, if, I was, if somebody came to me and said hey, we need to clone you to make an army, I'd be like, okay, A, why? There's got to be a better candidate. But B, do I get my own mini-me? Um, See, maybe this is where our roads diverge because I would be like very adamantly opposed to a mini-me. Like, can I keep one? Uh, but frankly, I mean, I guess like if I'd gotten that far, I would want to keep one. But this is why I wouldn't want to be cloned for an army's right. purposes. It would be very nerve-wracking to have. 
I know what I said earlier, but a uh, bunch of cloned Wigglers scares the the poodoo. I feel like out it'd be me. really upsetting to watch all the me's fighting and dying. That's yeah. that's upsetting. Yeah, I the- really I wouldn't want to be there for that. So I guess Django's plan is he's going to take his mini me and peace out. The evil us. Yeah, 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 I wouldn't want anything. He's just to do a simple that. man trying to make his way in the universe. Yeah, I'm a simple man trying to make my make my way in the universe. This is a great moment where uh, Obi Wan and Jango Fett are basically doing the Larry David do 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 do, you know, just like sizing each other up, and Obi Wan just looking like, okay, okay, yeah, uh, he's like sussing him out. Uh, it's pretty clear to Obi Wan like this guy. Mm, he's I don't trouble. know, and Jango's like. Boba pack a bag. <laughs> <We're busted. laughs> we gotta go. We gotta get out of here. Oh my god! Uh, so they're gonna leave, and Obi Wan's like, mm, I think I've gotten to the bottom of this. They're dealing with a guy named Tyrannus, and mm-hmm. uh, that uh, is not the Tyrannosaurus Rex that Darth Vader is occasionally. Yep, you're right back. I'm, I'm uh, googling riding. Count Dooku dinosaur. <laughs> is there a Dooku dinosaur? Uh, yeah, there, if there is not a Darth Tyrannus. Saurus, yeah, Darth Tyrannosaurus autofills. Oh, okay. Uh, what is that? Yeah, and it's just uh, Christopher Lee's head superimposed on a uh, Tyrannosaurus. That's everything you want it to be. It's great. It is. It is. It's really, really good. I was really not good. disappointed. Um, no, there's a bunch of them that are pretty good. There's one that's him with, like, forest lightning. The Photoshop job is really bad on some of these, but it's very yes. fun. I-, I like it. I'm uh, here for it. Yeah. I'm here for... Uh, Christopher Lee, you Darth know, Star Wars needs more dinosaurs. I don't think that's wrong. I don't. I think that that's probably right. Um, so on Naboo, you know how on uh, on Mole Patrol, <laughs> Jess, we often talk about like the lap of luxury being a, a, a shrimp ring with maraschino yep. cherries. Uh, I feel like you got to throw like a floating space pair into that. Mix. Yeah, floating space pair. I should have known you were going to take detailed notes. And again, I don't think of Star Wars as being <laughs> a food movie franchise. Uh huh. So anytime yeah. they are eating, it does stand out. And yeah, yeah. I don't uh, hate it. It's better than Jet. a sandwich with gray meat. <laughs> yeah, Star Wars. No one ever eats anything. Also, Star Wars presents a luxurious scene of a floating pair at an intimate dinner party. Uh. This leads into near coitus. Mm-hmm. Not quite. Uh, not quite. But uh, we go from the pair to the pair of Anakin and Padme. Ooh, that was intentional. Good, Good segue, segue, huh? And they're like, by the fire. And it's like, you want to do it? And she's like, no, we can't. And he's like, come on. Yeah, I, I feel like. You're in my soul. You're tormenting it's, me. It's, Padme, you're tearing me apart, <laughs> Padme. It's romantic that they're going to wait till marriage, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Felt like it was very um, indicative of like Disney taking over Star Wars. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she says, I'm a senator. You're a Jedi. I'm an adult. You're a child. This isn't going to work out so well. I have nice hair. You have a rat tail. He's like, I'll cut it off. I'll be a Jedi Knight. I'll have like really cool hair. Uh, mm. Padme doesn't want this. She's, Nobody she's wants not this. interested. Except maybe Luke Skywalker. Take a hint. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Take a hint. Um, all right. Back on Camino. Uh, Obi-Wan is being told, okay, so the first battalion is nearly ready to roll. Um, so Obi-Wan sends a transmission to Mace and Yoda to be like, hey, so we've got a clone army? Yeah. Uh, did you, did you, you know that? Because we do. <laughs> we currently are in possession of an army of clones, um, which is pretty wild. Uh, and by the way, uh, you remember Sifo Diaz who died 10 years ago? He ordered the clone army. And they're like, eh, I don't know. I don't know. This, this Django Fett guy you keep talking about, do you want to bring him here? And everyone's like, yes, I do. Uh, I would like to get into a fight with that guy, quite frankly. Yep. I mean, who doesn't really? Uh, so put a pin in that. You're going to get into a fight pretty soon. On Naboo, Anakin has a nightmare. It is about his mom. Okay, and this was this would also be an easy fix, Josh Wiggler. Can we talk about, like, are, when you join the Jedi Order, are you just, like, not allowed to write home? It feels like he should have been able to keep tabs on what his mom was up to. Yes. He should know true. that she, like, got freed from slavery and got married. I feel like she should have sent him an invite to the wedding. He should have been allowed to take time off to do that. Yeah. And yeah, I it's think that's really, right. it's it's upsetting to me that maybe, or maybe he didn't even try. Like, maybe we know he's prone to the dark side because he doesn't write home to his mother. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. Hello, mother. And then the hello, father part doesn't yeah. fill in because he was immaculately I, I don't. I don't buy that either, by the way. I'm pretty sure, like... I know. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure Shmi just yeah. didn't know what was going on. I maintain, we talked about yeah. this a bunch in our Phantom Menace coverage, like, Shmi was like, uh, yeah, he just showed up. Could you not ask me anymore? You are creepy as hell. Yeah. Yeah. And also, you know, she's a slave. I, I have to imagine we don't yeah. want to interrogate that too deeply because that's a different movie. And also, like, mind your business, yeah. guy. Leave I, me I, alone. I don't blame her there. Yes. Um, so Anakin is doing, uh, yoga and Padme's like, what's up? He's like, don't leave. Your presence is soothing. Um, I had a bad dream, he says. is <laughs> uh, a vision. He's had a vision. He he says Jedi don't have nightmares, yet he also previously said that he's been having dreams of both his mom and of Padme. Uh, so what's it going to be? Um, either way, Padme is uh, going to go with Anakin to check in on his mom because it's a Star Wars movie. And God forbid we have a Star Wars movie without Tatooine in it. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today. At LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday. 
I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. All right. So uh, we are going to we're going to have the Tatooine stuff coming up. Uh, meanwhile, fight scene. Fett fight. Oh, Fett yes. fight. Obi-Wan versus Jango Fett. Do you know what my favorite part about the Obi-Wan and Jango Fett mm-hmm. fight is? Is how video game like yeah. it is when Obi Wan falls off the side and then respawns at the exact same point where he first started the fight. Yeah, you can tell. Yeah, I mean, like technically, he has to like go take the elevator again and come back up, but it's basically uh, so it's a he's, safe he's, point. You know, yeah. respawning essentially. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, point. a yeah. lot of this, I think, in the prequels, you can tell that a lot of the scenes have been created with video games in mind. Like you have yeah. the chase scene uh, here. Of course, the pod racing is iconic. You have this, you have the upcoming uh, arena battle. I feel like all of this is very video gamey. Very video gamey. Um, yeah, I, you know, I like Django Fett. I think they could have done more with him. They really let him just get rocked later on. But the fight between him and Obi-Wan is pretty cool. The jetpack going yep. off. Really neat to see a Slave 1 again. I love that ship. Um yeah, I think it's fun to see Obi-Wan in battle against like an iconic looking character. The Mandalorian armor and that aesthetic is always super neat to see. So uh I, I actually like this. I, I thought that I was gonna roll my eyes pretty hard watching the Obi-Wan and Django scene, but I, I enjoyed watching yeah, it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like at that point in my life I had thought that Boba Fett was kind of an overblown character and to have his origin story shoehorned in here felt really dumb. But now, mm-hmm. with the benefit of hindsight and two great seasons of The Mandalorian, I hate this a lot less. Uh, just to to stay on this beat for a minute, uh, Obi-Wan pursues Jango Fett to Geonosis, this faraway planet where Darth Tyrannus is hanging out. And there's the, the asteroid ring uh, space battle. And uh, this features, unironically, again, to use that word, just my uh, my favorite, maybe, sound <laughs> effect in all of Star Wars, the huge bass guitar yep. riff when these, like, uh, these, this, like, these, like, sonic, mo- uh, sonic mines, these, like, torpedoes get uh, fired off. I love that. I love that sound. The gong. Yeah. It's very, very cool. cool. And this is also very video gamey. Yes. Uh, and I like, uh, I, I love when, when, uh, when Boba Fett says, get him, Dad, get him, fire! Mm, tiny Boba Fett. Yeah, little baby Boba. I don't know if this was like, well, everyone's going to really be into Boba Fett because we've got a kid playing him. That worked out pretty well <laughs> with Darth Vader, so. Yeah, it's like, yeah. you know, Muppet Babies worked once. You don't need to keep trying to do it. Yes. Uh, so anyway, that's what's going on. Meanwhile, Padme and Anakin, they arrive on Tatooine. Quick little reunion with Watto. Uh, they have like five seconds with Watto and, uh, Anakin, who is about to go ham on some Tuscans, uh, has no problem just like leaving Watto basically alone. Some light intimidation as he finds out that Shmi, his mother, was sold to Lars. Lars, uh, I don't know, yeah, Lars. Um, I can't remember what his first name is. Yeah, Klieg, Klieg Lars. Klieg Lars. Klieg. Yeah. yeah, he records our podcast <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> Klieg Lars. 
and so Anakin and Padme are going to go there, and oh, look, C-3PO. 3PO's like, Anakin, you son of a... You left me, yeah, Anakin. The number of people that 3PO <laughs> ought to recognize later on keeps on growing. Yeah. Or reckon with. Yeah. Like, I can imagine uh, an alternate universe, Jess, where 3PO has like an Arya Stark level list of people who've wronged <laughs> him. You built me. You brought me into this world. You can't just leave I me. I really feel like uh, maybe he should have stayed mounted on the battle droid. Spoiler Maybe. for 10 minutes from uh, now. He also gets, like, pretty battle-hungry in that moment, too. Uh, Klieg Lars and his son, Owen and Baru, who seem like lovely people who are going to be totally fine in yeah, the long run. Yeah, I think run. it works out great for them. I think everything's going to be okay. Uh, they're like, yeah, we love Shmi. Shmi's the best. We're huge fans of Shmi. Uh, Klieg and Shmi got married. Everything's great, except Shmi got... Uh, captured and well, we kind of just you know forgot, uh, yeah, it was a month ago. Sorry, yeah, we didn't want to tell anyone, and also like I don't know what were we going to do about it. We didn't tell anyone. It seems. Yeah, they. They. I guess you know we already know that Tatooine is a lawless place, but you think yeah. that the you know the TBI would be all over that? Yeah, <sighs> I don't know. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so Anakin's like, all right, well, I'm going to look into that a little bit by and myself. He finds, he finds her like two minutes later. So uh, clearly nobody was trying very hard. He finds her two minutes later. And the scene with Shmi is really upsetting. Shmi is like tied up. She's nearly dead. She says, Anakin. Oh, my God, Anakin. And then she dies. That's it. It's very yeah, upsetting. Super upsetting. Uh, she just wanted to see him like I was holding out so that I could die in front of you. Uh, bad tactic. Yeah, don't love it. It's not a good look. Uh, he kills all of these little Tuscans, and eventually, like, even some of the little ones, where he's like, I killed them, Padme! Even the babies! I killed the babies! I killed the men, the women, and he's the children! These animals! Alan Alda there. Yeah, they killed all of them! Baby. Every single one of them! And Padme is like, oh, well, that's alright. Because you know, I've already, uh, I've already uh, gone past a few of uh, my own personal boundaries. I think, like at this point, I'm yeah, all in. I, I can't really switch horses in midstream here. Yeah, uh, they have a funeral for Shmi. Anakin says he'll never fail again. Um, meanwhile, R two and C three PO get a message from Obi Wan, who has landed at Geonosis. Uh, they've made it to Geonosis. And he uh, needs to like get he, uh, Coruscant. It's too far. He needs to. He needs the Wi-Fi extender, and so he's got Anakin on Tatooine. So he's bouncing his message to Tatooine to bounce back to Coruscant, where Yoda and Mace Windu, meanwhile, are like communing with Ghost Qui Gon Jinn. Do you remember when uh, we were supposed to feel like Tatooine was the absolute outer edge of the galaxy, and now it's like, oh yeah, that was like. You know, Tatooine's sort of the middle, and this is like the outer, outer edge of the galaxy. It makes Tatooine feel a lot less like a frontier planet. It's always, it's always everything's is threading back through Tatooine, and I can't say that I, I love it. I can't say I that really wish we hadn't gone to Tatooine pretty much at all in the prequels. We didn't need to be there. Like, mm -hmm. make Anakin be from somewhere else. Make Tatooine be a place where you might actually go to hide a child. Instead of, like, yeah. the hub of everything that ever happens. Like, of course you're going to find Luke Skywalker there. It's weird that you didn't. Yeah, and it's another... It's uh, So last time uh, we, we talked about how 
maybe get Obi-Wan on Tatooine in a more meaningful way since it's going to become like a very important place to him. Um, and now we're in two prequel movies where Tatooine is important. And Obi-Wan's never there. And Obi-Wan yeah. is, is, is either not there or barely yeah. there. Um, so it just feels weird. I don't know. Like, make Whatever. him from there. Um, Anakin doesn't have to be from yeah, there. Yeah, I think that's, yeah, something like that would be, would be better. Uh, Anakin is, he picks up the message. It's gotten clear that, like, uh, the Trade Federation's been behind trying to kill Amidala. Count Dooku, all of this stuff. Uh, the council's like, all right, well, we're going to handle what's going on in Geonosis. You and Padme should just go back into hiding. And Anakin's like, nah, Obi-Wan's kind of like my dad. Mm. And Padme's like, really? Uh, he's like, well, uh, you know, he's kind of like my dad. I'd love to help him, but I'm not supposed to. And Padme's like, yeah, but you're supposed to protect me. And I'm going to save uh, your father, so you got to hitch a ride with me, and we're going to go. And they're like, okay, I guess this is how we're going to do it. Also, C-3PO, finally, let's liberate you from Tatooine. Yep. Finally, you go on an adventure with everybody else. That's how we'll do it. Um, meanwhile, everyone's reporting this back to Palpatine, and uh, that like now we've got the clone army. This is going to be great. Uh, and there's a little bit of objection here. And they're like, I don't think that we could use the clones before the Separatists fight. And uh, uh, one of Palpatine's like terrifying advisors is like, maybe we should uh, give Palpatine emergency powers, huh? Mm. And Palpatine's like, oh, I don't know how we would do that. We would need uh, a senator who would be willing to propose such a radical amendment. If only Senator Amidala were here, Jar Jar, as he just like looks directly at Jar Jar and Jar Jar is like, yeah. I mean, I guess I could do that, right? <sighs> yeah, well... And so we have, we're going to have to lay everything that comes next at the feet of Jar Jar Maybe Binks. that whole dark Jar Jar theory is not so far-fetched after all, when you think about that. Yeah, whether he meant it or not, uh, he ends up uh, being responsible for some terrible, terrible yeah. things. Uh, on Geonosis, Obi-Wan gets captured and gets to hang out with uh, Christopher Lee. It could be worse. Yeah, he's a good villain. Yeah, you know, Christopher Lee's great. Uh, throw Christopher Lee in anything and you're probably going to have a decent time with at least Christopher Lee. I mean, Lee. what franchise has he not been in? You know, he's probably touched most of the franchises at this point. Uh, rest in peace, the great Christopher Lee. Uh, and uh, he's talking like to Obi-Wan. He's like, oh, we don't know each other that well. I knew Qui-Gon. Uh, and, uh, apparently Qui-Gon was Dooku's Padawan once upon a time. Because, of course, all these people uh, know each other. It's very incestuous in the Star Wars universe. Uh, sometimes pretty close to literally. Yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's another reason to let the Jedi date outside of the Jedi Order. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's probably a good idea. Obi-Wan's not going to join Count Dooku. Count Dooku's like, well, this is a shame. Then we're probably going to have to execute you in a gladiatorial He kind of doesn't try too hard, though. He's like, yeah, this isn't going to work, is it? And Obi-Wan's like, no, not really. It's not going to work with me, man. He's like, all right, I'll try elsewhere. Yeah, I'll just execute Uh, you in the arena. Back at the Senate, Jar Jar Binks says, well, I think we should probably give Palpatine emergency powers. And Palpatine's like, oh, no, no, no. You know, I'll take them, but this sucks, right? I love democracy. It is such a shame that we've come to this point. I'll put this down as soon as everything is Yeah, fixed. you know, this hits real differently now, too. Yikes. It does. 
His hands are up, so you know he's not crossing his fingers, but he's also wearing shoes, and no one could see that Palpatine was crossing his toes. I mean, that's one of his Sith superpowers, is the ability to cross his toes. Super bendable toes. Every single toe bent, except for the middle toe, which was outstretched. Uh, finger rockets to the sky. Toe rockets oh to the goodness. sky. Oh my goodness. I'm, I'm yeah. visualizing this. <laughs> Palpatine's like, suck it. Yep. Um, Mace Windu and Yoda are just watching, being like, this seems problematic, but I guess we're cool with it for the next several years of clone war. I mean, warring. that guy's probably not the bad guy. That guy can't nah. be the bad guy. We would know, right? We'd, we'd sense we it know. in the force. We're strong in that way. I feel like we would know. I feel like we would know. Um, Anakin and Padme show up at uh, Geonosis, and this is where we get into like all of like the factory chicanery. Yeah. Uh, this is like Anakin and Padme are just like, uh, getting tossed around conveyor belts and R2-D2 as well. And C-3PO gets his head locked off and put onto a droid. I think he should have kept uh, it. It's a good look. This stuff is so goofy, It's really Jess. goofy. And it's like, oh, this is the video game level. Like, oh, it's the factory level. Yeah. You know, we got through the asteroid belt level and now the factory level. And now we're going to get the yeah. arena level. Yeah, this is like uh, the Aladdin Sega Genesis game where you yep. had to, like, escape uh, the temple, like the 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 genie's temple, uh, the cave of the, wonders. Like the, the cave. I, of I wonders. literally saw yeah. that movie last night, so very fresh. Yeah, yeah, it's like that. It's like just like this very like very uh, old school platforming yeah, video game level that exists and then, here. You know, then the droid factory takes a casualty. Yeah. Uh, the droid factory very nearly, uh, Anakin very nearly loses an yeah. arm here. It's a good thing that it's he like didn't. like some pretty petty foreshadowing, if you think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's different when you this know what's This is like Arrested on. Development level hand foreshadowing. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Anakin lost his arm to a loose Dooku. Uh, they get captured. They're going to the arena. Anakin's with Padme. He's like, Padme, don't be scared. He said, totally afraid. And then afraid. he says, he has a bad feeling about this. Oh, really? Because you're chained to a pillar in an arena where they just announced you're being executed. Yeah, well, it's Star Wars. These movies rime. <laughs> that's not uh, rhyming, So we needed, we needed to have that in here. Um, Padme says, I'm not afraid to die because I've been dying a little each day since you were back oh, in my life. Death. Yeah, wretched backhanded compliment there, yeah, huh? I, I think I, I think we all feel that way. Yeah, except that she actually yeah. loves him, she says. Uh, and Anakin says, I thought that we decided not to do that. I thought that. we were just friends. And she's like, shut up, loser, and kiss me. And so they kiss. Uh, and then they go to the Coliseum, and Obi-Wan and Anakin are like, oh my god, what do we do? What do we do? Meanwhile, Padme just like uncuffs herself, climbs the tower. She's like, you idiots figure yeah. this out. Uh, you know, Padme's like, I'm on top of things. And I think that's, no, Obi-Wan says, I think she is on top yeah, of things. Yeah, and then they get, he gets dragged. And he's like, this is such a drag. Oh my God, yeah. shut up. Uh, yeah, the puns are great. I don't know. I was laughing. Uh, this stuff I was enjoying the, the, uh, to a certain extent. My least favorite thing in the entire movie happens here. Like worse than the sand line. Oh, Padme what is it? Padme jumping down off the column to ride the beast. Yes. Like she, 
falls straight down and then she kisses Anakin on the cheek and it's so bad mm-hmm. that the effects are bad. It's like the end of the Princess Bride sucked and is the worst thing in the movie mm-hmm. and it makes me so angry that this made it into a major motion picture. Like, you know, if this ended up in the room, we would laugh at it. We'd be like, wow, I can't believe that even made it into the room. That's so terrible. But no, it's in a Star Wars movie. It's bad. Yeah. Real bad. They they fight some yeah. monsters. There's the Reek, the Ackley, and the Nexu. <laughs> Which is basically a triceratops, a shrimp, and a and cat. And it's basically like George Lucas's cat walking across the keyboard. Yeah, keyboard yep. cat. They fight the things, they beat the things. Everyone's like, oh, well, you're gonna have to, uh, you're gonna have to fight a bunch of us yep, now. You beat that and boss, and now here's the other boss. Now you have to fight these next bosses, and then Mace Windu shows up. He's like, oh yeah, well, how about the fact that it's me plus a bunch of my Jedi buds? You fight, you're gonna fight all of us, and they all get into big fights. And C-3PO shows up, he's got his head on a battle droid, he's like, kill everyone! Oh god, what am I saying? I love it. I, I, uh, I want him to stay that way. Yeah, it would have been cool. I'd like another uh, prequel with uh, C-3PO as a murder bot. And it just proves uh, you don't have to resort to racism to have a comic relief sidekick, George Lucas. Mm-hmm. Um, Jess, Base Windu chops off Jango Fett's head in like a single move. And so maybe this is why Jango Fett didn't want to do the assassination gig on Coruscant. Uh Maybe he just, like, knew that I shouldn't be fighting people anymore. Well, I had my time where I could fight people. This is it. He's got better intuition than the Jedi Council. Yeah. And poor Boba Fett watches his dad's head get cut yep. off. And then, you know, that sends him on a path, I guess. There's going to be the scene where uh, Boba Fett uh, holds Jango Fett's helmet. Um, is that with Jango Fett's head still inside I the helmet? I have to imagine no. I mean, that, that helmet slides off pretty well. Yeah. Unless he, like, uh, it's, like, tight Maybe in there. Maybe I, I didn't see got, like, sealed I didn't see in. him, like, pick it up and, like, shake it a little bit to get the head out of it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, there's more fighting. Now everyone's surrounded. All the droids are here. You're all, you're all gonna get, you're all gonna get it now. And then Yoda shows up with all the clones that Sifo Diaz ordered. Yep. And y- and Yoda has uh, an outstanding piece of dialogue here. <laughs> Around the survivors, a perimeter create. And Jess, whenever Survivor returns uh, to television, if there are survivors that we want to summon a prayer circle for, I hope this works. I think the new meme should be around the survivors, a perimeter create, I don't know. Uh, create a bunch of candles. That's the Twitter. Yeah, I, th- this seems uh, convoluted, Josh. It's it's a long time to go. Yeah, I think it's going to be a while. So now more fighty, fighty, punchy, punchy, uh, as as Kevin would describe kicky it. Flippy. <laughs> uh, kicky flip, very kicky flippy stuff. Uh, yada yada yada. We get into a fight with Dooku. And Obi-Wan and Anakin, after they've pursued them, Padme falls off of a ship and everyone's like, Padme, no. She's like, actually, I'm okay. Yeah, I'm good. I'm mostly fine. Um, we get into the fight with Obi-Wan, Anakin, and Dooku. 
cool moment where Anakin has two lightsabers at once for like a second before Count Dooku just chops his arm right Ouch. off. I mean, at least like the lightsaber kind of cauterizes the wound. You're not doing yeah. like those Adams that's- family, like blood gushy things. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. But there is the moment later. He like passes out instantly. Makes sense. When he wakes up, he looks at his arm. He's like, oof. Yeah. Tough. I really should have undergone anesthesia like Josh yeah, and Jess. That's going to leave a mark. That, that was definitely the move. Uh, Yoda shows up. Okay. And this, we got to, we got to stop down because I think there's a lot of people like mentally retconning their response to the Star Wars movies. And this happens whenever a new Star Wars movie comes out and has pretty much since Return of the Jedi, where movie comes out and people see the movie and they see like a lot of awesome stuff. And they're like, wow, that was really great. I'm so happy there's Star Wars. And then over time, the doubt sort of creeps in like, oh, some of that was not very good. Some of it wasn't well written. It's not well acted. This plot hole doesn't make any sense. Oh, I hate this movie. This movie's a piece of garbage. And it happens with every Star Wars movie that you just sort of retroactively, I never enjoyed that. And so I want to stop down here and appreciate what might have been the like most electric moment in the entire Star Wars franchise and something that I guarantee you every single person in this moment saw and was like, that's awesome. We got to talk about I- freaking Yoda going kicky flippy. And I don't care what anyone says. That is super rad. I I hated uh, it at the time. I hated it at the time. I was like, oh my god. But I think also because I was like a 10th grader, I think. 10th and graders are just I looking for like, stuff to hate. I think that's it. I think that's a piece of this. I think like part of this is like I'm I'm at that age where like I'm too cool for shit. Uh and then this was just like a movie that like for me, like my nostalgic sense memory of this movie is like I'm too cool for Attack of the Clones. And some of it's really dumb and some of it's totally fluff and whatever. Um but I can watch this now and be like, it is just fun to see Yoda just like flying around all over the yeah. room. And also like sort of like the ridiculous dialogue, Jess of Count Dooku being like well, we see how you are with the force, but how are you with a lightsaber? <laughs> and Yoda's like, I'm actually great with one. Let me just take out my baby lightsaber and let's do and this There's nothing thing. not fun about this. He just throws himself like Miss Piggy at Count Dooku. Yep. Uh, like he's just like screaming all over the room and he's hopping around and it is goofy a it's f it's amazing but did i enjoy watching it this time i gotta say i did because it's great i did have fun it's so stupid and i'm just not taking it that seriously and i'm just having a good time watching yoda have a good time doing his thing i i I think it's wonderful and i i think you know anybody that says it's not realistic it's like Okay, your movie where people have like magic, um, genetic powers to sense things and move stuff with their minds and use a weapon made of pure light. Your bridge too far is that the little green guy can't fight with the lightsaber. Yes. That's problematic. Yeah. Uh, they're electing children. Yes. <laughs> to be queens of planets. Yes. They're, you know, they elect children to be queens of planets and they appoint people to their Senate and. Yeah, there's, there's so many things wrong with this universe that you could start with. And I think Yoda using a lightsaber is pretty far down, especially since we know where Yoda went to college. 
he did yeah. have to at least take one lightsaber class. And clearly, you know, yeah. we didn't think he majored in it, but he clearly did. Yeah, uh, it was a mandatory class. Uh, he did well. He did well. He could have probably taken down Dooku, and Dooku got freaked out. So he, like, force pushed a column to fall on Obi-Wan and Anakin. Yoda's like, uh-uh, you're not crushing my friends. Uh, so Dooku leaves, and uh, Yoda saves his, his friends, and Dooku heads back to Coruscant, where he hangs out with Darth Sidious. Uh, and shows him that he's got those Death Star plans. So there's a little Easter egg. We're looking forward towards the Death Star yep, already. Someday we're going to stuff those in a droid. Um, Obi-Wan and Mace Windu and Yoda sort of have the post-mortem on the whole thing. And they're like, what do you think? Do we think that like the Sith have roots in the Senate, maybe? And they're like, nah, no, no We'd way. We'd know that, wouldn't we? I feel like we would know that, yeah. no? Um, and Obi-Wan says, well, it's a good thing that we got all of those. It's a good thing that Count Dooku forged Sifo Diaz's signature and bought all those clones. Yep. Uh, if we hadn't had all those clones, we would have had a really hard time. We would, we would have yeah, lost. Yeah, I mean, it's and, ethically pretty iffy, but I'm glad we had him in the moment. Yeah. And Yoda's like, listen, this was not a win. We're at war. Begun. These Clone Wars have. Yes. Uh, and you get the Imperial March, and I maintain this is more iconic than Duel of the Fates. Main Star Wars theme, more iconic than Duel sure. of the Fates. Really cool to get the Imperial, Imperial well, March here. Duel of the Fates is basically a Carmina Burana ripoff. Mm. I, I like don't hate it, though. It. It's, I love it, in yeah. fact. I, I'll say I love it. It's just not, it's not the Imperial no. March. The Imperial March comes up and like, this is a music cue that is like at the level of, I don't know, this is like this music cue showing up as one of those things like, oh shit, you know, it's an oh shit moment. Down. And it's just a mute and it's just a music yeah. cue because uh, it tells you like everything that you're going to because there's like Star Destroyer-ish type machines in the background. The clones are Stormtrooper-esque and there's that music. And we've got one prequel left, and you know that we are veering towards uh, some intense stuff. Uh, so the the fact that the music cue like triggers all those sense memories is uh, is impressive, most impressive. Yeah, it, it it signals very clearly, like it reminds you of where you're going to end up at the end of the last one. Yeah, and then Anakin and Padme get married in secret uh, with only C three PO and R two D two hanging out. And these ride or die droids don't tell anybody. They're pretty good at keeping secrets. I think we already know that. Yeah, they're not yeah. bad. They're not bad. They're not bad. So that's the end of the movie is the is the wedding. And it's just like, I'm glad you just like kind of like rushed to this and didn't talk about it because I don't want to think about it anymore. It's so weird that you two are together. Yeah, I, I think nobody would like you'd invite people. I don't even know if this is a secret wedding. I think it's a we invited everybody and they just didn't want to come. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's a secret, but. I can imagine that interpretation yeah, as like, well. Everyone's like, I don't want to yeah, see this. I can't support this. This is not okay. I, I don't support this. This is yeah. strange. And Patty's like, oh, but you had no problem with me being like a 12-year-old queen? Yeah. I'm like, well, that was different. Yeah. I mean, we that elected you. This We was, voted for that. We yeah. didn't vote for this. We didn't vote for this. We didn't vote for this. Anakin has his robot hand, and I feel like he didn't get like a good uh, robot hand. I, I mean, I think it takes time to forge the really nice ones. I think we saw that. Yeah, we saw that maybe. with Luke too. Like when Luke loses his hand, they had to do a lot of tinkering with it to get it to look awesome. 
Yeah, but his hand, when you see it in Empire Strikes Back, looks pretty cool, I feel yeah. like. Uh, he's he's got like a normal human hand. Uh, by the time yeah. he's on the ship, he like has a little moment of like ouchie when uh like they like try to like feel his nerves and stuff. But for the most part, yeah, they're adjusting it. I think uh, I think Anakin's final hand is in the shop. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so that's Attack of the Clones. It's totally yeah, fine. It was fun. It's, it's not. It's not good. It's not a good movie. You know. Again, like the Phantom Menace, it's not a good movie. But I I did enjoy myself watching this much more than I have in a long, long time. Uh, I really do think a lot of it was watching it with someone who really enjoyed it. It was a fun vibe watching it with a group of people. Uh, and I don't know. I'm in, I'm inclined to just have a good time with this stuff right now. So I had, I had a pretty good time watching it. It's stupid. It's whatever. But some of the stuff is pretty fun. Uh, the video game stuff, the the kicky flippy Jess is a little ridiculous. But uh, Detective Kenobi is cool. Uh, Yoda, the sweet old man Yoda, just doing his thing. Uh, there's some good stuff. There's a lot to love about this movie. I think. I also I got to give a shout out to the visuals because there's a lot of really impressive stuff here, and it's hard to remember because now I think every movie sort of looks like this. But that arena is really a distinctive look. Like even if it is just a video game level, it's beautifully executed. Death Star looks great. That ship that sails like a jellyfish, that's amazing. The the Geonosians, those guys that live there, they they look amazing. That's like good for now. Yeah, Geonosians. It's a cool name, too. There's Geonosis. I think they used up all their cool name points on Geonosis, and they had to get stuck with Darth Tyrannus. And there's Mm -hmm. there's a lot of (laughs) Uncanny Valley in this movie, but not as much as I'd thought. Some better than Phantom Menace in yeah, that regard. For sure. They've they've figured out some of the things they did wrong there and they've corrected them. Yeah. Um so that's Attack of the Clones. Next up, we'll have one more Attack of the Clones podcast. We'll go over your feedback and everything like that. Exact show TBD show structure, but get your feedback in Star Wars at postshowrecaps.com. Send it our way. We will get into all of your feedback for one more Attack of the Clones show then next month we got some clone wars to take care of we're gonna we're gonna deal with these clones jess we're gonna we're gonna dabble in the clone wars the animated series um the exact nature of that is still to be determined it's not going to be a huge deep dive because that would be really 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 super difficult uh to the point of being basically unachievable um but we are going to do some clone wars content one if not two podcasts like a hundred episodes of that there's a lot. Have you watched any a of it? I, I thought that when we got to this point, I'd probably watch some more, but I clearly can't get all the way through it in time for the podcast. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a ton. Uh, I'm not going to be able to finish it either. Uh, I've seen, I would guess I've seen somewhere in the realm of between 30 and 40 episodes by now. Um, I have to to look at where I'm at on. I'm, I'm following the Reddit. Uh, there's like an ultimate order that was posted on Reddit. Um, that's a little bit different from like the official StarWars.com uh, chronological order. Um, really, really fun. I'm loving it. Uh, so I'm looking forward to talking to some experts on the Clone Wars to get their takes on why the Clone Wars is worth getting into. So I think that's probably the direction we're going to go with it. Uh, is like uh, less deep divey, more uh, highlights from the Clone Wars. Here's some of the things that you get if you invest in Clone Wars, but also summing some of that stuff up for the people who are not going to go 
and check you know it what? out. So it'll be somewhere between like recommend, like a like sort of like a recommendation guide versus summary of some yeah. of the things that you miss if you don't. Something watch I would really love, like if somebody can just throw us like fifteen episodes that would be fun watches. Like, what are mm-hmm. the iconic yes. episodes of Clone Wars? I yeah. love that too. Yeah, I was I was thinking like, what is sort of like what's the lean and mean Clone Wars list to really get the experience? Um, are there a few like episode orders that would be fun? Um, we're open to Clone Wars feedback even right now in terms of like some podcast structure stuff. Uh, so if you've got some ideas for that, sling them our way. I do have some ideas of my own up my sleeve. I have at least one that feels very concrete. Uh, so get ready. We've got some Clone Wars stuff preparing in the hopper. But first, one more attack of the clones. Jess, uh, that's it. That's Star Wars. That's the thing. Um, ended the podcast that's the has. Thing. And now ended the podcast has. We're going to throw it to that funky exit music from the great Corey B. Check out everything we've got going on on Post Show Recaps. Patreon.com slash Post Show Recaps. Sign up for the Discord. Go to the casino. Play Dungeons and Dragons. Have the best time. Listen to all the shows that we're doing both in the patron feed and outside of the patron feed. And with that said, we'll be back next week with more Attack of the Clones. Until then, everybody take care. Bye-bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.